Welcome everyone. I'm Sue Barber, author, former IT director for a Fortune 500 company, turn executive coach, and this is the Visibility Factor podcast, where we explore how to raise your visibility and play bigger at work and in life. We'll explore key topics and welcome guests that help you shift your thinking about yourself so you can see new possibilities for your leadership. I'm on a mission to create a visibility movement for leaders to show their value and be seen for their true talent. Are you ready to take the next step towards a higher level of visibility for yourself? Let's go. The visibility factor is brought to you in part by the Choose Your Life Challenge. Do you feel like it's too late to do something new? You have a good life and your basic needs are met. You have a place to live, a job that provides enough and friends and family to share it with. But it's all passing by so quickly and it feels like you're running out of time to do the things you wanted to do. Join Danielle McCombs and Christy Allinger, co-hosts of the Opposite of Small Talk podcast in a 30-day interactive experience that helps you to live a more intentional life. Through a combination of live sessions, video coaching, and digital social interaction, you will be guided through a series of ideas to explore your mindset and gain confidence to live the life you want. Sign up today by visiting theoppositeofsmalltalk.com forward slash challenge. Use promo code CHALLENGE4 for a 20% discount. That's theoppositeofsmalltalk.com forward slash challenge and promo code CHALLENGE4. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Visibility Factor podcast. This is Sue Barber, your host. Today's episode is going to focus on self-trust. We're going to focus on the trust that you have or don't have yet in yourself and why it is important. When you don't trust yourself, you look around for others to give you validation. What do they think about versus what do you think about? It comes from a lack of confidence in what you know and can do. It signals that you think others know more than you, that they may make better decisions, and that ultimately you've put them on a pedestal because of how they show up versus how you think you show up. You care more about them and their thoughts than your own, which makes it hard to trust yourself and your decisions. So why do people care about what others think anyway? When does this start? Most of the time it starts when you are young, because when you're young, you do what you want. But the influences of your parents, friends, teachers, etc. start to impact your thinking and beliefs. Remember how free you used to feel when you were little and you would just play all day long? Everything in front of you is something new and exciting to try out. You are operating out of curiosity and a sense of adventure to see what other new things you could try. Somewhere along the way, you were probably told to slow down, be careful, or not to try out certain things by parents, teachers, or even your babysitter. They didn't want you to get hurt, and they were trying to keep you safe. Obviously, keeping you from getting hurt is something that they should do but it also started to place a little bit of fear and doubt in you. The more they tried to keep you safe, the more fear it put into your head. You may have even started looking for validation from them before trying things to see if it was okay or as a way to gain their approval. To keep the peace and gain your parents' approval, some kids may even choose a university or a career that their parents feel is a better option. Let me share a movie reference with you. Trouble with the Curve is a movie about an aging baseball scout played by Clint Eastwood, who is struggling with some medical issues, but too proud to admit them. His daughter, who is a lawyer, 
played by Amy Adams, wants to see what is going on with him and meets him out on the road where he is scouting for players for his team, the Atlanta Braves. They haven't had the best relationship over the years, and throughout the movie, you begin to see why. One of the most interesting things that comes out during an argument between them is that she went to law school because he wanted her to, not because she had an interest in the law. Think about the time and money she put in to do something that she didn't really want to do, simply to please her father and gain his approval. Think about the choices that you've made in your life. Were they choices that you made or others made for you? Everything that has happened throughout your life shaped you into the person that you are today. Think about your reactions to new things. Are you still looking for validation from others before trying things? Do you still feel that fear and doubt that started back when you were young? Most people don't realize that those responses started many years ago and have stayed with them into adulthood, and now they look for validation from managers or peers. What if you didn't worry about what others think? I know those words are easy to say, but difficult to actually do. This comes down to how you value yourself. A quote that sums this up well is, what people think about you is not important. What you think of yourself means everything. What you may not realize is that how you think about yourself drives your behavior and actions. That is why being visible is important. If they can't see you showing up in a way that they can see what it would be like to give you additional responsibility or a new role, then they won't do it. Let's start with what leaders look for in their talent when they want to promote them. We didn't call it trusting yourself back when I was in corporate, but one of the things that we did look for was managerial courage. This was a competency that leadership teams would look for in high potential leaders. Did you know that you had the courage to stand up for something that you believe in, even if no one else does? Can you say what others will not and be the one to do what is right? I remember one day when one of my managers was in a meeting with her peers and the management team above her. They were discussing whether or not to go forward with a huge initiative that would cost the company millions of dollars. I wasn't in the meeting that day, but she relayed to me afterwards that the group was heading down a path that she thought was wrong. She believed that we should be leaning in to do what was harder, but ultimately the right thing for the company. She would have been one of the junior members in the group that day, but she was the one person who stood up and said, we need to do this. Her passion and courage was apparent and it forced people to listen to her. She knew it was risky to put herself out there and it could hurt her reputation, but she couldn't let the moment pass without at least trying. Her ability to stand up when others would not caused the leaders in that room to change their minds that day. They ended up agreeing with her plan and as a member of her team, I couldn't have been prouder of her. She taught me a great lesson that day. I knew that I wanted to be like her and look myself in the mirror each day and know that I did the right thing. I had many situations that I had to make big decisions on whether we would go live with a system or spend the money to invest in certain platforms or software. These decisions weren't easy to make, but I always focused on making the best decision for the company. Those were the times that I trusted myself the most. I asked the hard questions of my team so I could understand the impacts and options I would take all the input from my team and then listen to my gut. I knew that the decision I was making was the right one. It wasn't always the most popular decision, but those are the moments when a leader has to demonstrate courage and trust in themselves. Other people are always going to have strong opinions, but listening to the louder voice or a more senior member of the team doesn't mean that they are right. Even though I was able to make those decisions, I still wanted my leadership's approval and support. I didn't realize until I left the company how much I sought out their approval. 
It makes sense if you think about it. You're trying to be seen in the best way to get the highest rating and new opportunities. If they disapprove, those things are at risk. There are many people who look for external validation from others. They want approval before they move forward, especially when they are trying to do something new. Part of this may come from them doubting their abilities, low self-confidence, low self-esteem, or they may just struggle to make decisions. A quote that is attributed to Eleanor Roosevelt said, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. Why give other people power over you and let them make you feel bad about yourself? They don't know everything. Why would you let them make you feel small and unimportant? Here's a great client example to demonstrate this. Chris, one of my clients, put together this great new program for her company. It was well thought out, and although it would take a lot of work to implement, it would be a game changer. Chris was viewed as a risk taker who could think outside of the box and wasn't afraid to be bold. She had already aligned the program with her peers to make sure she didn't miss anything. Now she just had to get approval from her boss. He was much more conservative and shied away from risk. She knew it was going to be a tough sell, but she had to try. Her boss heard her out and asked a bunch of questions. He applauded her creativity and that she pushed the boundaries of what they would normally do. But in the end, he told her no. He didn't feel the program was what they needed to focus on. Chris was deflated and disappointed that she couldn't get through to him. She wondered why he couldn't see this as a good idea. She walked back to her desk and put the presentation on the shelf since it wasn't going forward, picked up her laptop and headed to her next meeting. Not every idea gets approved the first time, especially when it will push the boundaries of what is considered normal. Chris had her first no and accepted it as a final answer. She was so invested in this idea that she took the no personally. What she didn't realize was that the no wasn't about her and what she had put together. It was about the level of risk her boss was willing to take. A no doesn't have to be the end of the conversation, but without the confidence to push things forward, that is what ends up happening. The person presenting the idea hears no and doesn't do anything different to continue to move it forward. If they just trusted themselves and assumed that the no was a not yet, it could change everything. Another example of not taking a no is when three major studios passed on the Star Wars movie before another agreed to fund it. The Star Wars movie franchise has grossed more than $10 billion, making actors and their characters household names, not to mention all the toys, costumes, and merchandise that are replicated from the movies. What if that movie had never been made because someone just accepted the no and moved on with their life? George Lucas, the creator of Star Wars, knew that this movie needed to be made, and he wasn't going to give up. Giving up and playing small isn't what will help my client Chris get this program off the ground. It won't be easy, but she could try to have another conversation. What are her manager's concerns and how could she address them? What if she modified some things about the program or tried a proof of concept? What if she brought in other people to the meeting who believed in her idea to help her sell it? What if she found a way to address the obstacles that her boss saw as unmovable and created a new way to get through them? Accepting a yes is easier, but it doesn't change how people see you. Having the courage to stand up and fight for something you believe in is hard, but that is what visibility is about. It is about taking the opportunity to use your voice to make a difference and do something that others can't imagine doing, but you can. This is how you stand out amongst the crowd. For those who have the resilience to keep going forward no matter what, 
they will be the ones who are thought of when a big opportunity comes along. There are many examples where it takes courage to stand up for yourself and for others. The first example is starting your own business. I know many entrepreneurs who would agree. You need to be able to face your critics, especially if you have never run a business before. It takes time to get things going, and initially, you are a team of only one. There are a lot of decisions to make that set the foundation for how your business will run. You will have many people who see this as a risky venture and are not afraid to tell you that you are making a mistake on a regular basis. Those critical comments are about the risk tolerance that they have, not yours. For those entrepreneurs who are consistently in need of external validation, it is a test to be able to push past your doubts and ignore the negative comments from everyone else. Think about the larger why behind what you're doing. It is about taking the opportunity to use your voice to make a difference and do something that others can't imagine doing, but you can. The second example is having the courage to stand up for others. Part of being a good leader is not only finding ways to help your team shine, but it is also standing up for them, especially in public in front of others. Your team needs a leader to be a champion for them and share the good things that they are doing. Leaders may also have to deal with conflict on behalf of their team members. Would you be willing to have a direct conversation with a peer or even with human resources on behalf of a team member? There are times when this becomes necessary because someone made a judgment without all the facts or purposely made a decision that could hurt your team member's career. The employee may not even know these conversations are going on. When the leader finds out about the situation, they need to go have a direct conversation about it. They need to go into these conversations with the employee's best interest at heart, understand the circumstances, and if necessary, fight the battle. Would you be willing to do that for someone on your team? Would you have the courage to stand up to your peers or senior management to have the tough conversations? Being a champion for your team and handling these political conversations is part of the job. Your team deserves someone who will represent them in a positive way without throwing them under the bus at the first opportunity. This is the kind of leader that people want to work for, and it builds tremendous respect from others that you are willing to demonstrate that courage every day. Hopefully these situations are not happening for you often, but when they do, you do need to be prepared to show up with courage and integrity for both your team and yourself. I've had more than one occasion where this happened for me, and I've had managers who went to bat for me, even though I had no idea they were doing it. It is some of the things that I most respected about them when I learned about it later, and it really helped me become someone who did that when I had a team of my own. You can't change what other people think or what they say. You can only control yourself, how you think, and what you do. There comes a time when you need to let all those critical comments go. Believe in yourself, accept who you are, and know that what you're doing is the right thing for you. Taking this path is exciting, scary, and rewarding all at the same time. You don't need anyone else's approval or agreement anymore. All you need to do is accept yourself, believe in what you're doing, keep marching down your path, and find the people who will be there to support you as you move forward on this journey. A quote by author Olin Miller states that, you wouldn't worry so much about what others think of you if you realized how much they seldom do. If you knew that the people you interact with are not even thinking about you, what does that do for you? You can do what you think is right and make your own decisions. I see it as a completely empowering thing and so freeing. Let me repeat, they are not thinking about you. They are most likely thinking about themselves and what you think about them. How great is this? You can stop worrying about what they think. 
The next time you have something new to try, could you push past the fear that you may feel and remember how brave you felt as a child? What if you tried to recreate that now in your life instead? Try to live in curiosity and courage instead of fear and doubt. Prove to yourself that you can trust yourself with something small and build up your confidence to try bigger things. Now let's go into the Rise Up and Be Visible quick tip for today. If you are struggling with putting yourself out there and trusting yourself, take small steps. One of the things that I work on with my senior leaders is that they need to trust themselves and make their own decisions. Otherwise, they take in so much input that they get overwhelmed and can't choose an option. Start keeping track of small decisions that you make. Start a decision journal for yourself. Write down all the decisions and the days that you made them. When you look back on those decisions in about six months, was it the right choice that you made? Did you have to do something and change it along the way? If you did, what did you learn that will help you the next time? It's time to start trusting your gut, taking risks, making decisions, and realize that you know exactly what to do. As your confidence grows, you will begin making bigger decisions, and what other people think does not even enter your thought process anymore. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Visibility Factor podcast, and we'll catch you on the next one. Thanks so much for listening to the Visibility Factor podcast. Remember that visibility starts with small steps that are intentional and consistent each day. Be bold, be visible, be the leader you were meant to be. Find us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on all of our social media platforms, which are highlighted in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on the Visibility Factor podcast.